Welcome to Horns Up, this time coming to you from Starbucks. Not oh yeah, it's not a sponsorship. Ha- hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> you beat me to that. <laughs> but yeah, I think this is becoming uh, one of our favorite places to record. Yeah, for those of you who are keeping track, uh, we recorded the Eric Rutan interview here. I yeah. mean, Eric Rutan didn't come to Starbucks in Bombay. <laughs> we were here, he was in his studio. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So yeah, if you hear a lot of coffee making noises or a lot of crowd noises yeah or it's not us it's just the fact that we are recording this in starbucks or just smooth jazz <laughs> which is a complete <laughs> contrast to the music we'll be talking about welcome back peter yeah, how does india feel now that you've gone they've gotten a taste of down under uh, how are you mate <laughs> hot noisy <laughs> have you had enough of fosters no what about macca no <laughs> sorry mac I, what do they call McDonald's there? Macca. Yeah, Macca. But you know, strangely enough, uh, Foster's is not even like a popular beer there. It's all marketing, man. <laughs> the I way thought it was Australian it for beer. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't think... Like, if you go to a beer store and ask someone for a Foster's, they just look at you like, what are you talking about? They just about? completely disown you. <laughs> no, they don't even know what a Foster's <laughs> is. And the strange part is because I went to like a huge... Uh, retailer of alcohol i went and i found a picture and i wanted to like put it up saying on instagram like i found the only starbucks i mean <laughs> I you really like starbucks don't you <laughs> suck in my head but yeah i found the only fosters in all of australia or perth at least <laughs> but okay yeah. did you get any uh chance to look into the local metal scene or go into a Not record much. store i know you you snapped a lot of pictures of Vinyls. Yeah, dude. So, uh, so I was in uh, a nearby city or so of sorts called Fremantle. It's more to the south, uh, near the sea. And I just happened to like chance across a record store uh, while passing by the from the train station. Uh-huh. So I said, okay, I made a mental note to come back there. Dude, the guy had more vinyl than CDs. Clearly, the vinyl uh, revolution isn't—it's f- not a revolution. It's vinyl is here to stay, I would say. And mm. one thing that really struck me, and that's why I sent you the pictures, yeah. is just how fucking beautiful the artwork looks, man. Of course, you blow it up to that size, yeah. and especially so. You sent me pictures of Velartak, yeah, and uh, Pig Destroyer's headcage. Yeah, yeah. Those that artwork itself is sexy, and then when you blow it up to that uh, yeah. size, of course it's gonna look fucking yeah, epic. I would love posters of that shit. Oh yeah, on my walls. I have a lot of posters of like Maiden and Metallica and stuff like easily purchasable posters yeah. in Bombay where you yeah. you get them like crossword and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I spent all my college money <laughs> on those kind of things, and I still have them. I still hang them up on my walls. Yeah. So, sucker for good artwork, especially yeah. when it's nice and big. Yeah. Unfortunately, since I went for like a family thing, uh, there were a couple of gigs, but just because of sheer distance. And uh, it was like, basically, I lived in the suburbs and all the gigs were happening in the city. And <laughs> connectivity between, uh, you know, public transport and stuff like that is not that great there, surprisingly. Uh-huh. But, Bombay uh, wins over Perth. I agree. I agree, man. At least you yeah, can we make have to like fucking go to Thane every time you want to see a black metal gig, dude. But I, uh, one <laughs> thing I it makes you appreciate in a certain way is that you know even at like one o'clock in the night you'll find a way to get home. You're not stranded. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I've done those Thane gigs and come back in the middle of the night. Yeah, so man. Same here. Yeah. 
Anyways, so what are we going to do today? Well, we don't really have an interview lined up. So if you're looking for thoughtful discourse with some intellectual musician, uh, you're not going to get that. But what you are going to get is thoughtful discourse with intellectual banter between Peter and I as we discuss what we've been listening to over the last few months. We haven't done this in quite some time. Yeah, and I think that's why it was important for us to do this because it also becomes uh, an interesting way to not only discover new music, but also just chat about music. Yeah, which we is haven't why we really started. done that yeah. in a long period of time. Yeah. Um, the filter that I've applied is I haven't listed any of the albums of the people that we've already had on the show. Yeah, I, I, it would, it would be really tough to do to kind of add those because we've talked so much about, it and I thought exactly. let's take this yeah. opportunity to talk about music because, I mean, both of us. One of the reasons we started this podcast is we constantly listen to music, and we're constantly listening to new and different music, and considering the styles of music we listen to, also that yeah, what makes this exercise yeah. a lot more fun. Okay, cool. So that's kind of setting the stage for what we are trying to do today. So let's get straight down into it. Peter, you want to go first? Yeah. So uh, the first artist, I mean, the first band I've been listening to a lot lately is a super group of sorts. They're a band called Wilt Mass. Their album, Something Wicked, marches in. Now, the reason I call this a super gr- group of sorts is you have the lineup of David Vincent, the ex-Morbid Angel, Blasphemer from Mayhem and Flo Mineur from Cryptopsy. Now, okay. with the lineup like that, there's a certain kind of expectation. Uh-huh. I mean, I know a lot of people were disappointed to see David Vincent doing country, <laughs> but he kind of redeems himself with this. So the way I describe it is, you know, crushing mid-tempo death metal. Okay. Uh, and, you know, it really surprised me. And one of the good things about them, you're not using any or coming with the baggage or the tags of their previous uh, bands, is that it sounds better than way of the recent releases of the big names of death metal, man. <laughs> so it's a pleasant surprise. Uh, it's out on Season of Mist. That's how I kind of got hold of it. Okay. But yeah, definitely an album to check out. Quite enjoyable if you know, you're know you into the death metal scene. So uh, you're talking mid-paced. Is it, like, uh, is it groovy or is it... The, uh, the main guy who's written the album, in a way, is uh, Blasphemer. Okay. So you right. can't expect, you know, a bit of the black metal influence. Uh-huh. I was, I mean, you can't see too much of it. There is a slight undercurrent in there. Uh, but yeah, when you hear Dave, David Vincent's voice, it's kind of like distinct, man. You can't uh, miss out on that. Cool. So yeah, that's my first album I've been listening to. Okay. Um, it's interesting that you mentioned a super group because... I have a, it's not a super group, super, super group per se, but uh, I'm going to be talking about Shapti. Okay. I don't know if you've heard of this yeah, band. Yeah, I did. Yeah. So Trebling and Sean is the debut album from Shapti. It's a band that features members from Woods of Ypres, Thross and Blood, Obsidian Tongue, Falls of Roros, and Panopticon's live lineup. So again, a yeah. motley crew of musicians who yeah. are associated with pretty big bands yeah. uh, before starting this project. Now, their press note, and this is how I chanced about it, their press note stated that the band's mission was to, and I quote, uh, SQ gimmicks, trends, and posturing in favor of focusing on more direct pursuits. 
that's gibberish that 90% of all metal bands <laughs> kind of use. Yeah. But I don't know, man. Something just compelled me to spin this album. And I'm a better man for it. Um, it's an absolute banger. A crazy concoction of tech death, raw death, raw black metal and atmospheric black metal all somehow uh, managing to fit together. Yeah. And it's something that's fit to be played loud and heavy, especially when you're raging in traffic, which is like fucking, I don't know, three hours of my day almost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's Shapti, Trembling and Sean. I did get the promo for this, so I, and I remember listening to the single, which was quite interesting. So I'm gonna go uh, review this back again. Uh, On to my next album I've been listening to. It's you know, don't let this name uh, kind of fool you, because the first time even I heard the name Leather Glove, I was like, <laughs> glam metal, <laughs> glam rock, huh? In like, in considering one, oh, wow. <laughs> so. The album is perpetual animation. Another okay. thing, the thing that's cool about it, it's it's the solo project uh, of the American uh, sound engineer Greg Wilkinson. Oh, okay. Yeah, and you might have heard a lot of uh, music that he's kind of produced. The one-line description I can kind of come up with for this is: this is the gnarliest album I've heard this year. Gnarliest. Yeah, because the production is just so like i mean again another if i could may say this i felt like taking a bath after listening to this album <laughs> i mean it's I felt, that dirty and yeah, that grimy yeah and you know <laughs> and it's it, named it, leather glove yeah <laughs> i mean you know it has the death metal vocals and riff uh-huh but it has this real sludgy tempo like slowed down okay so yeah man it and the thing is I just put it as like simply death metal, but if you kind of scratch the surface further, yeah. furthermore, you'll find influences of grindcore, uh, sludge, crust. You know, the list kind of goes on. So it's really kind of packed. So yeah, I mean, I quite enjoyed it uh, in short bursts, of course. But yeah, just thirty minutes. So yeah, this really thing has leather glove is. Has so far really piqued my interest. I'm definitely going to be checking it out. Yeah. Is it available easily, or do you yeah, have to yeah, be yeah. like it's, it's super underground niche no, to no, no. find it? That, that, I mean, that's the beauty I find about like using stuff like Bandcamp and all. Uh huh. Everything's kind of available now. Cool. So, yeah. All right. Okay. So next up, I'm talking about something that's also undergroundish, but I'm guessing it's such a good album that it's found its way to uh, mainstream. Uh, success as such. Um, it's a band from France. It's called Fange or Fangi. I don't okay. know how to pronounce that. Okay. The album's name is Punir. Okay. Not Paneer, but okay. Punir. Uh, it's released by Throat Ruiner Records. Okay. Okay. Uh, this was one album that I judged purely on the basis of its cover. Oh, wow. uh, okay. It features the portrait of a man ripping his own intestines. Right. Right. That's so, <laughs> suffice to say automatically that Puneer is abrasive, noisy, and an absolutely bone-crunching mix of hardcore sludge and black. So, you know what happens uh, when you throw away your regular mug of coffee and instead just snort or swallow raw coffee beans? Yeah, I 
you do <laughs> i don't like I, i've never done that but i would imagine the effect to be similar to uh listening to this record because it's really bitter in that sense i mean it's not um it's not a sound that you would immediately be drawn to but it'll fucking leave you bursting with energy it's such a loud raw power packed mix of metal right. <laughs> yeah this I- immediately immediately i was like just bowled over by uh once the album got over i was like dude holy shit this is my energizer bunny okay this this sounds like the pick me up i need yeah yeah <laughs> or, definitely or maybe, or maybe the album for a monday morning <laughs> i mean starbucks should have these guys on board as their mascots uh just to you know wake everybody the fuck up <laughs> right uh for my next pick i've got uh, a band that i was actually really excited and i'm surprised i forgot i forgot to mention them in a uh, albums to look forward to this year but i guess they hadn't put out a note yet that they were releasing it's a band called noisem and the album okay. is cease to exist now these guys are back after 4 years yeah quite some al- long yeah. time and they built up quite a buzz with their debut album i remember okay so i was surprised where they kind of disappeared to but then the press note mentions that you know they went through lineup issues and now they're down to a trio but let that not fool you listening to this album they sound even heavier than a five piece really yeah i mean again a one line i kind of came up for this is thrashy riffs but with a grindcore pace okay and they kind of go through the songs really quick i mean this, this i mean if you want to call it this could be called power violence in a way i'm not mm-hmm. going to like be a stickler for tags that you put on the band but this is definitely not easy listening but man what a album and i'm so glad these guys are back i can hardly imagine what it's like live the kind of energy that they exude and just three people wow it's going to be a lot of fun so i'm really jealous for those who kind of catch them i'm totally live. all in for trios i think that's the perfect mix for a band <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> not not alluding to anything mind you but maybe i am anyways okay uh, next up here's a very popular pick that we've discussed to no end but i actually do want to come back to it i'm talking about empath of course i don't know if you have it on your list so i'm just going to add this line in there animation i didn't share our list before <laughs> recording this so this is as like spontaneous as possible but yeah i knew at some point <laughs> empath would come up i have it in my list also yeah so okay. let's get to so it. okay so 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 okay um i'm still processing my thoughts on this one okay uh and that's totally because empath came at a time when i was completely fanboying over devin like devin could do no no wrong in yeah. my book yeah okay so when i first heard it the first spin everything just sounded so grand and awesome yeah okay but here's the thing as i keep spinning this album uh i'm beginning to think if i'm overthinking it and weirdly enough there are some parts where i'm where i find myself forcing myself to really like them yeah i so the thing is let's let's get this out of the way 
this is not your typical. So anybody who's heard most of Devin's project so far, this is not something that you'd expect. I mean, I would say he's put like five albums in one. Yeah, yeah, completely. Like it's got traces of everything yeah. that uh, the Devin Townsend band has done. Yeah. It's got traces of everything that he's done. It's yeah. got traces of fucking Ziltoid in it too. Yeah. Even though there's no outright Ziltoid in it. Yeah. And it was cool. I think when the album first came out, we were trading notes, and you found, like, I think it was why. Yeah. You were trying to like figure out. I was trying to figure out because why just it that 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 vocal line, and the lyrics it kind of harks back to some of the songs he's done before, and I was yeah. trying to see if it was some kind of an Easter egg or not. Yeah. But it isn't. It's a completely new song. But it just sounds so much yeah. like some of his previous songs that. Yeah. But oh my god, he that uh, why I think is my favorite track from the album is so undeviny Devin. Yeah. No, and like of course he the one thing I liked is that he didn't hype. So I kind of other than the singles, I kind of stayed away from listening to or watching the videos and knowing about the track to track because yeah, at some even point I haven't done that. I wanna like I still haven't watched them by the way, but. Uh, it's cool just to kind of listen to the music and I think to a certain extent that's missing in a way is that with artists like Devin who are kind of quite out there doing the PR and stuff like that you kind of attach so much more to the music than just the music yeah and yeah, sometimes completely. just listening to the music itself gives you a complete different perspective correct so yeah so uh, th- that's what like in the first couple of listens I'd already shoehorned this uh, empath to be uh, my metal album of the year, but now that I keep revisit- revisiting it, it's definitely a contender. Yeah. But I don't think I'm going. I don't think at this point I'm ready to bestow that tag on it. Hmm. I mean, we still have the f- half of the year yeah. still ahead of us. Yeah, I know. Right? That's why. That's why it's cool that we're doing this because it's great to like come back and just check our notes or check our thoughts uh, as to how we felt. Um, but yeah, man, I'm also like in the middle ground if of sorts with the album because while it's a very overwhelming listening I mean yeah sorry, it is a, a definite experience listen. you yeah. cannot um, listen to this one and not pay attention to it it's not something yeah. that you can leave on in the background it forces you to listen to it and which is great and just so much detail and there's exactly there's so many hidden layers it's like an onion you keep on yeah. peeling layer after layer and you still you still won't reach the core It'll take you a long time to reach the core. But it was, it was, it's a very, I mean, bold move by him. And uh, I can see, like, what all he talked about in the interviews where he said. And, of course, like, you know, just going back to when we saw him, how he kind of talked about the album also. I mean, that last song, by the end of it, you're like, okay, what the hell yeah, just Yeah, that should happened? have been, like, a separate EP altogether, <laughs> yeah, no? Yeah. Singularity. Yeah. It should have been single. okay so that's empath Uh, that's something that we both ended up having on our list so one less for me to talk about so my last pick which I have is um, actually a very very popular album I think I've not surprisingly been listening to it a lot in the last month okay Uh, and of course this is an album when we talked about it earlier in the year I was just wondering how the hell they were going to top off. So, Wait, what's this? Periphery. Oh, okay. I haven't heard it. Um, so how I, is it? So I'm, I'm genuinely like, interested. I like, 
I was a huge, huge fan of Select Difficulty. I mean, I listened to that album so much, all close to, a, I think, a daily listen I had to that album. So, you know, with, and I'm putting context to what I'm going to say now is, with albums like that, it's very hard to kind of top, and so yeah, it, it is really hard to kind of top albums like that. So that's when, if you go back and listen to the third episode, I said, "How the hell are they going to top this album?" Uh-huh. Happening. Yes, I must say. I is mean, that good? True. I mean, let's just start off with the first track. Their opening track is a 17-minute track. Okay, that's fine. And that's a pretty ballsy move because I'm thinking, and again, you have to look at it with the context of this is their first album uh, that they're releasing on their own label. Mm. Because a traditional label and with, you know, Sumerian that they used to be on, I don't think they were looking at them kind of pulling off stuff like this. But man, like even if you listen to the singles and stuff, like it's strange, the singles are more like heavier okay but a lot of the songs that i really enjoy on this album are the ones with like melody and stuff like that all right boy has spencer kind of like knocked it out of the park with his vocals this time really yeah i was because surprised that was always the weak point of periphery for me yeah i mean the fir- my w- the album i still struggle to listen to is the first one yeah. but i'm pretty sure they did a lot of like uh work in the studio on it but uh yeah, I mean, I did. I do remember seeing Spencer live when they came and played Bangalore, uh, what four or five years back, mm-hmm. in seven. He is really good, and that's why, like, I think he joined at the second album time. So over the last couple of albums, I've really seen him come into his own of sorts. But yeah, man, let me see what other notes I wrote on there. Yeah, dude. So you know, one thing with our attention spans and stuff like that uh-huh. you, you always like weary as and especially when you upfront see that okay it's a 17 minute song is am i going to listen to it i was hooked through the entire thing i didn't feel it was that long or a tedious listen so it's a strong strong release yeah, yeah very strong release uh, they've done and i'm not surprised with how they've kind of the charts and the response that they've got so yeah, I'm pretty sure this is going to be, even though it's only been like four months into the year, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be listening to it more and probably going to be one of the albums that I list at the end of the year. Wow, okay, that's that's pretty big coming from you. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, that's Periphery's new album. Um, my oh yeah, next. Sorry. I think I talked so much, I forgot it. So, the album is Hail Stan, which is a bit of a play. On words, <laughs> that's so and, and and they've done some like that's very periphery. Yeah, yeah, yeah and they've done some crazy I, merch. Their sense of humor is yeah, 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 yeah it's yeah, completely yeah. in tune with that. Yeah, I do. Okay, so. cool. Um, my next two picks, and I want to club them together. Uh, these aren't really meant for metal purists. Uh, so if you are a metal purist, you might as well just fast forward, say, three minutes ahead. <laughs> of this podcast but to those still listening well let me put it this way uh, the podcasts and the guests we speak to all have their own boundaries and definitions of what it means to be metal um, and if I were to interpret being metal well the two artists that I want to talk about they certainly do embody that uh, enough with that context um, first up is Brass Against um, okay. 
I discovered this band through YouTube. Okay, uh, the name, as the name suggests, they're a pure brass-led band. So think saxophones, think no horns, way. yeah, uh, and then it's married to guitars and drums. And there's a motley crew of vocalists, but the one singer that they keep working with a lot is uh, this really awesome, awesome singer named uh, Sofia Urista. I hope I got her name right. Um, what they do is covers primarily. They do a load of, as the name suggests, Rage Against the Machine songs. They do a couple of Tool songs. They do some Audio Slave. They even do a Pantera. And Whoa. I think I shared that with you. I don't know if you ma if you actually heard it or not, but no. I know brass sections and metal don't really yeah. um, seem to mix. But it really, 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 really works. This is an absolute treat to listen to. Highly, highly, highly recommended. Do check them out. It's called uh, Brass Against. Watch them on YouTube. Okay. They even have the entire album up on like iTunes and wherever else oh, you wow. want to okay, consume cool. music. Um, it's, it may sound hipsterish, for lack of a better word. But uh, just look past that, man. Th the songs themselves are awesome, and these guys managed to bring in the same vibe and the right. same energy that the originals had. Especially even 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 their uh, Pantera cover, man. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Just <laughs> I think I think that's all out. you needed to say, <laughs> tell yeah. me. Yeah. Okay. Um, next up, I'm picking somebody called uh, Billy Eilish. Okay. Okay, if that's not a name you're familiar with, well, that's you're just not hip enough. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Too old school. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. I mean, uh, I'll give you the context for it. I discovered her thanks to uh, WWE because um, they used one of her songs, All which right. is You Should See Me in a Crown, as a theme song for one of their shows. Um, it's what I would call dark pop music, but what music review sites etc are calling trap or electropop now i don't know what either of those two genres mean okay. but uh, it sounds like a solo metal record that's not played with a guitar but with electronic samples right so okay. but like synth pop which is um it's not synth pop actually okay. like synth pop is happy oh okay this is this isn't happy this is which is why i'm saying this is pretty metal but it's not metal yeah, I mean it, it has a completely metal attitude. And here's the jaw dropping part. This this girl, Billie Eilish, she's seventeen years old. Wow. And she makes songs with uh, her brother who does most of the instruments and she sings. She doesn't really sing sing, but she has a fabulous control of her voice. Hmm. Uh, the song writing is top fucking notch. Okay. Really, really, really good. Uh, and uh, the album that I ended up listening to, which is, uh, it, that's a debut album. It's called When We Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? It worked as my palate cleanser over the last month or so. Okay. So how do you like compare it to like, say, Ghost or, you know, your other artists? Ghost? It's not Ghost. Ghost is synth wave, right? It's okay. like it has that 80s yeah. uh, synth kind of yeah. sound to it, that video gaming kind of an yeah, approach. Yeah. This isn't that. This okay. is... So think, um, it's not trip hop per se, but I would 
from my frame of reference i would uh, draw it closer to say massive attack okay but not stuff like tear drop which was cheerful but the other stuff on that album which wasn't as cheerful and oh, was okay. a bit dark yeah billy okay. eilish something okay. definitely to watch out for i just hope uh, pop music doesn't discover her and make her like the next lady gaga <laughs> 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 so right. yeah so that was it a uh, nice very weird mix of albums yeah, but, and but different that, genres of music but that's a cool part about doing something like this on a regular basis is it not only kind of both of us discover new music but uh, i hope those listening also kind of figure out or find some one new artist if not more yeah so will you take the trouble of yeah i will yeah So don't worry there will be now that Spotify is in <laughs> India there'll be a Spotify playlist also an Apple playlist I might do YouTube I don't know but like I don't think there's a point in doing Google Play it's very cumbersome and tedious Yeah I don't like the YouTube music app either I mean it got shoved down my throat when YouTube was keeping on asking me to install it so I installed it and I tried it and it sucks Okay I went to use YouTube music I'm still kind of streaming wise it's not user friendly at all the music curation is very absurd uh the one good thing about it is that i don't have to see ads anymore okay i i've i'm still sticking to spotify and apple music uh google play kind of lost me as a <laughs> google play i've never used spotify i've never used apple music yeah. i think is pretty good and of course bandcamp yeah oh yeah that's more than so, yeah so yeah, i just look out for like playlists and all that i'm going to list it out put it under horns up recommend so we can keep adding to that on a regular basis also cool yeah i think that that actually sounds like a good plan okay um let's run through some stuff quick reactions if you okay. heard them or not um talking mostly singles here all right because we don't have the albums um baroness golden gray we i just realized or i read an interview that they were going to call it orange earlier but <laughs> thankfully they didn't We've heard two singles so far, Borderlines and Seasons. I'm completely digging the vibe. Have you checked them out yet? Yeah, dude, love love them. Uh love everything they do. Um so yeah, I'm really happy with and I'm looking really looking forward to what they've got up their sleeve this time. Yeah, I I'm, I'm completely stoked for that album. I know it's not traditional Baroness and by, by that I mean the red and the blue record. It's more in line with what they did on Purple. Yeah. I'm just digging color theory man with Baroness. <laughs> it's so It's so interesting for for pe- for people who don't like metal to yeah. just go in and say hey here's whip gear <laughs> okay anyways uh bhayanak mot are back oh wow i i am surprised you bring this up cuz i kind of stayed away from talking about <laughs> did it did you check out the single pindakas Dude. apparently it's what uh, peanut butter in some language uh i believe so the context or the stuff i've read about the material they're going to come up with is this was all inspired by a trip they all took together to Netherlands Holland and this is prior to uh, Vinay and uh, Sunny leaving the band so yeah. i'm really happy that they're going forward with the material what did you think of the song okay so putting you on a spot eh, let's just say i've listened to the uh, song more than 10 times since it's released and that's a huge deal <laughs> but uh, yeah man what what surprised me about it now is that a no like there was no doubt that aman was a good is a good vocalist because i've heard him 
over the years with uh, noisewear but he kind of fills the shoes of sunny and uh, vinay quite i fucking don't think so really i miss the guttural twins they were a huge part of what made bhayanak mod bhayanak mod but i think the dual vocals the two different absolutely different uh, vocal sensibilities and styles uh you had vinay who brought in that super low yeah. gravelly kind of a voice and then you had sunny doing his thing yeah i'm maybe i'm being too harsh but this made them a more generic band than what they used to be not discounting yeah. the instruments because the instruments are Slow on par with yeah on par with what they've done before yeah. i do i mean again it's a little too early so probably we don't know who's exactly done because from what at least the promos and everything they put out the, is i think everyone's doing vocals it's really? not yeah it's not just uh, aman who's singing on there i mean there's some gang parts also i believe if i could hear well yeah so, yeah there are i mean yeah. but but i don't know who's done so again uh, maybe the banak mod guys can shed some light on this but i feel like there's more i think i'm divided i'm not completely sold on this new band yet okay now i'm going to put you on the spot what did you think of the melodic parts during the chorus mumele <laughs> no no i'm talking about what the whole guitar bits i okay so there was that one breakdown when when that uh, what zero fucks given yeah, that yeah, that yeah, that yeah, that comes yeah, in yeah, right yeah, yeah. uh i'm digging that i'm digging the fact that the bass is now prominent up in the mix <laughs> yeah okay so yes that i completely understand and that i completely enjoy overall i mean it's it's on par with what they did on man that's that's what i think i mean this song itself yeah um you put it on man and it would still sound great on that album so i necessarily at the moment yeah, I mean, see, what, don't see a huge evolution or step forward yeah. um the fact that they have only that they that they have a new vocalist i think it's still going to take time for me to digest that because I am a huge Bayanak Moth fan. Okay, I've been listening to them since Invitation to Bleed and stuff. Oh yeah. Uh seen them open iRock god knows how many years before yeah. that was. I I mean see that I'm missing Vinay and Sunny. And I I'm not surprised with it because this is I'm pretty sure like Venki and Amitsya and all are just like shaking their head if they're listening to this because I'm pretty sure they expected a lot of people to say this. Yeah, but uh, I I would say let's since I loved Bhayanak Pant live. Mm-hmm. The true test for me would be watching them live with the new lineup. The true test for me, yeah, live they slay. There's no question yeah. about that. I love their studio albums. Hmm. Both uh, Bhayanak Pant as well as Man were extremely rich listening experiences. Yeah. Okay, Man because of all the stories and. uh you know all that fabulous artwork just made it such a wholesome unique experience yeah and everything just lived up to what they were going for yeah i'm waiting to see that i think if you if because no. live this is going to be a fucking absolutely you can put it down in writing bhayanak mod will will be the biggest or the best live act a uh, live metal act from bombay yeah maybe even from india in this year Yeah. So the thing is, now that you mention uh, the previous, I mean, the first album, the lyric, lyric, I mean, 
I the one line I wrote on Twitter. MNS about Messenger, no? Yeah. Very similar. Yeah, but that kind of a vibe. It kind of goes back into that vibe. And uh, one thing I enjoy, really enjoyed with Man is they kind of moved ahead from that. Correct. Yeah. So for me, again, this is sorry, guys, we're basing you on a single. Uh, this seems like a throwback to that, especially when they start off a song with Mumbai Lake. Or <laughs> <laughs> you have to. Uh, the only thing I could sing along with is to Zayza Go. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah, man. So. I'm quite actually. I'm quite excited. There's suddenly like because nobody. It's good knew. to have them back. Yeah, no one knew what was happening with the band. Exactly. Yeah, and uh, it's great to see them back. Yeah. Um, let's see what the rest of the songs are like. Yeah, man. Definitely yeah. looking forward. I don't know if they're gonna release more singles, EP, but uh, yeah, it'll be quite interesting to I see. I think more. they're hinting at an album. I'm not sure. Okay, that that'll be fun, uh, just to see how it all comes together and. What kind so of bionic story? moth if you're listening to this let's chat yes we are friendly animation peter so you know us from the scene we've yeah. come and said hi to you a lot of times during gigs yeah so don't be afraid of us <laughs> we won't bite yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right i think that's a wrap for us yeah actually yeah let's let's call it at that at the moment I wanted to talk about uh, the Amok Symphony bit, but I think we'll save that for a later show. Yeah. Uh, there's also that weird ass AI tech death thing. Well, that I think we have to leave for next. Yeah, episode. even that's <laughs> a that's a huge debate in itself. So yeah, with that, this was episode number thirteen. Yeah. Coming to you from Starbucks in Bombay. Hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> but if the marketing manager of Starbucks is listening to this, chance, just hook us up with a few. <laughs> gift we'll cards. let you play. We'll we'll introduce you to Fange. Yeah, yeah, Fange. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you know where to find us. We are at Honsa Pod on Twitter. I am at Asmo Ani, and I'm Trend Crusher. And till next time, horns up. All right, horns up, guys. <laughs>